0: Hey,
1: everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, professional wrestler Cole Boombo Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J. Jeff here. this is Rick Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. I'm Rockless hickor Star. David Support WrestleTalk. You are watching WrestleTalk. Congratulations, you got here. Now, subscribe and support WrestleTalk. Support. support WrestleTalk and please subscribe now. Support WrestleTalk. Support all Support Support me. Support talk Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Because we punch more wrestling, and I like it. Support wrestle talk go subscribe. Support talk Home of Lou Gowen. Whatever WrestleTalk is, and whoever Lou Gowen is. Support the Ravens. Give him one. WrestleTalk Now
2: Let's dive into our big news story of the week. Now, this was a story I actually wanted to get into my Friday episode of the Talk News. I say Friday, today's episode of the Talk News. We'll be going up in a couple of hours after this, um, but we... There was just so much other stuff that I had to cover, like the AEW ratings, the NXT ratings, Luke Harper changing his uh, Twitter profile because that man is just trying to get fired. He's so good, isn't he? A a fascinating little story. Mm -hmm. And um, there was another... What was the other big... Oh, yeah, major changes coming to NXT, apparently. They're Mm -hmm. looking to be moving out of full sale as soon as January next year. Apparently, they've already put feelers out to uh, buildings around the U.S., for and and turn it into a touring brand, so as a way to compete with AEW. But remember, it's not a war. Certainly um, not a war. So the one story that I couldn't get into the news, but wanted to, is this reported original Helena Cell finish revealed. Mm-hmm. So to recap, Helena Cell was a bit of a disaster. I think that's safe to say. Yeah. I ha- I haven't had this many messages since I've been working here, for people not just saying I'm cancelling the network, sending me emails with the screenshots of them cancelling, mm-hmm. sending me tweets with screenshots of them cancelling the network. Hashtag cancel the network was trending, I believe it was anyway. So, Do you know
3: who cancelled the network that I thought would be impossible? Dan. Dan! Dan. The can- mayor of Painesville! The mayor of Painesville, Dan, cancelled the network. Oh, I thought that, would, that day would never come. That's,
2: that is a hardcore fan that you have mm-hmm. pissed off to a degree that they have cancelled the network. Yeah. Insane. you Insane. Know, and so, it it didn't quite go to plan, mainly mm. because they did this pretty naff finish with The Fiend uh, against him and Seth Rollins. He was looking to win the Universal Championship. They decided, we're going to do a non-finish because we don't want to beat The Fiend this early, but we also don't want to take the belt off Rollins. Probably shouldn't have booked this match in the first place then. And now we're in a situation where The Fiend has lost pretty much all momentum. They knew it was a bad finish. The crowd really badly booed this finish they chanted for refunds they started to chanted for restarting the match they chanted for AEW it really backfired
3: yes massively
2: and you could tell that they knew it backfired because there was not really a mention of it on Raw the following night Raw the following night I basically said was the big story at the moment is Rusev's a cuck like that <laughs> That's what, that's how raw opened this week, and um and it was two and a half hours into the show that they mentioned the Rollins fiend thing, mm-hmm. so they knew this went poorly,
3: oh, yeah, but the report I mean, you have to be deaf to not know
2: well so Sean Ross Sapp his report was that Vince McMahon found the whole thing hilarious apparently he was laughing uproariously in gorilla position Moran. and Dave Meltzer has backed that up as well and said like yeah those I've spoken to have also said Vince McMahon was in hysterics over the reaction to this show
3: that's insane Yes. Yeah, it, absolutely it's
2: insane but that's the contempt that WWE have for its audience Yeah. Uh, but I, and I, I recommended this earlier in the week but you've got to look for it Brian Alvarez's t- near 10 minute rant that he did before Hell in a oh, cell, it's so good. Where he talked about WWE's contempt that it has for its audience. And it's, it, I think it's really true. I've been really put off by WWE this past, uh, over the last week or so. Mm-hmm. Following the Kofi thing, mm-hmm. following the Fiend thing, the lack of follow-up to it, and just uh, the, the Tyson Fury thing. And just like, we're putting all of our focus onto Fury and Kane and Brock and all of these wrestlers that you like just do not matter. Yeah. And that's, that's how I feel that they are treating me as a fan. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, I said on the uh, Hell in a Cell reviews just like I know it's silly to feel like this but I do feel stupid. I feel yeah. stupid for liking this
3: product. Exactly yeah and and that's what it is and they, they treat you like a moron who will keep coming back and keep buying tickets and keep buying uh, and keep watching your shows and for the longest time we have and now it's kind of reached a point with The Fiend where it's actually kind of tipped people over the edge to go no I'm actually not going to come back and watch it anymore. Screw you. Yeah. Yeah yeah absolutely. Um, but we have apparently had an
2: original finish to the match revealed. So the mm. match ended with Seth Rollins hitting the Fiend with the sledgehammer on top of a chair and a ladder and a lunchbox. And that was what the ref was like, no, 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 no. it's got to stop the damn match. It's the, the, the Fiend has had enough. <laughs> we need to get to the medics down here to help the, the Fiend.
3: Fiend. He, he hit the <laughs> armor that the Fiend has on that would help protect him. But that's too far. The
2: Fiend, for God's sake. (laughs) And I've I've said this before about characters. I've said this about uh, Kevin Owens before when they've been Mm -hmm. booking him very badly for the last couple of months. Yeah. They wouldn't have done it with Rollins or Reigns. No. And what they did with The Fiend here, they wouldn't have done with The Undertaker. True. They wouldn't have done this finish with The Undertaker. Anyway, according to Dave Meltzer... Um, this is directly from the Wrestling Observer. The finish of the match was from McMahon, obviously. Shocking. His idea was always that he wasn't beating Wyatt this early, but wanted Lesnar, Rollins, Lynch and Flair as the four champions going into the draft and the new beginnings. The original idea of the finish was that Wyatt would take a gimmick bumped off the top of the cell and be unable to continue the match, and that would have made the match stop. Then, after it was stopped, he would pop up like Undertaker and take Rollins out with the mandible claw.
3: Okay, so there's a lot to unpack from that. Oh, isn't there, Jess? So, finish of the match was from McMahon.
2: No surprises Co- there.
3: No surprises. Um, he didn't want to beat Wyatt this early. That's good. That is good. He wants to try and protect Wyatt. Thumbs up. But wanted Lesnar, Rollins, Lynch, and Flair as the four champions going into the draft and the new beginnings. I can see that from a PR perspective. If that's the people you want to build the shows around, that's fine. Whatever, go ahead with that. Don't put Wyatt in the match then.
2: Well, yeah, this goes back to the point that we've made time and time so again so many times now. If you had no intention of putting the belt on Wyatt, don't book the match. Yeah, sit. And the it, thing it, is, you ride all back. Said, you ride back the whole thing. Yeah,
3: exactly. And it always seems Hell in a Cell pay per view is the way to screw it up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't exactly. know what it is this time of the year, but having if you want those four champions, all good. We all said, don't put Wyatt in this match. It's too early in his run. He needs more of a build first before he can realistically challenge for the Universal Championship. But after he got put in the match, we were like, you know what? That's fine. He's, they've got a hot act, and they want to pull the trigger and put the title on him. They're going, That's okay. they're going with momentum. It was something we
2: praised them for. We, they're going with momentum. They've seen he's selling massive amounts of merchandise. Mm-hmm. He is shifting
3: tickets. Let's go with the momentum. Exactly, yeah. But then they put him into the match to go with momentum. But then stop the momentum by not having him win. Yeah. So either you follow through all the way or you just divert it and do it later. You, you don't put it follow the momentum <clears throat> to then block it off. You uh, can't have it both ways. Well, this goes... I, we bring the Ryback situation
2: up, but this is exactly what happened with Ryback.
3: Absolutely the same.
2: Which is that the the CM Punk's title reign... CM Punk's very long title reign was not designed to get CM Punk over. It was designed to give the title to The Rock and make The Rock's win seem very big and epic and important because, yes. you know, The Rock winning the WWE Championship in 2014 wouldn't have felt big and important. It had to come from a year-long championship reign from CM Punk. Of course. And so... They wanted to make sure that CM Punk was still champion a year on, so when you get to 2014, you get to the Royal Rumble, Rock can win and win the belt, and then you can do Rock Cena at WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. That's all grand. Like, if that's your plan, then fine. And they were executing that plan. Problem was, Ryback got really, really hot and massively over, and they were like, oh, dang. We've got to put Ryback into a Hell in a Cell match against Punk for the WWE Championship then. Actually, though, don't really want to beat Ryback, the undefeated monster, and we can't take the belt off Punk. Um, Brad Maddox is a bad ref, and he does a low blow or something, some stupid nonsense. And it completely killed Ryback's momentum. And he never recovered from that match. Absolutely never recovered from that match. And, yeah. he, and now he's spearing large women into pools to sell brain medication or something, whatever, whatever gimmicks he's working on at the moment, yeah. sending hate tweets to Randy Datsun. Yeah. Like, you know, and he's never really, his career, his WWE career never recovered from that match. I'm not saying The Fiend is done. I'm no. absolutely not. And I think The Fiend can come back from this. But this is such a misfire and a misstep.
3: Yes, absolutely it is. But the
2: question... Sorry, I I, I feel like we... Sorry, we were about to massively get off track there, but I just thought, let's let's pull it back to the original topic. Yeah, I was also thinking the same. Okay, so, do you think this finish would have been better of Fiends taking the big bump
3: off the cell and the match stopping that way? I think in the moment, it would have led to a better fan reaction because they saw a big spot. So I think if they saw, oh my God, huge bump... Fiend has done this crazy, incredible thing. Fans would have gone nuts. However, that might have then led to a bigger come down when the ref goes over to him and goes, "No, we can't carry on." Ding, ding, ding. Ring, ring the bell. Because you've got, they've done that spot with Shane McMahon. Sorry, you carry on. You, you carry on. Okay, okay. Yeah. See you later. That's you they did that spot with Shane McMahon, who recovered from it to to continue into the. Uh, into his Hell in a Cell match with uh, The Undertaker at WrestleMania 32. He carried on that match, which was fine. He took that bump and Kevin Owens pinned him in their Hell in a Cell match. Mankind took that bump and carried on that match. So then to have The Fiend take the same bump, and them to be like, nope, too far. I think that might have even led to a bigger fan reaction. I can't tell. Which way it would go.
2: I, I know, I'm in agreement with you. I think that it would have got a big pop because the the crowd would have seen the big spot mm-hmm. to being like, oh my God, someone got thrown off the cell. It's the yeah. first time that's, you know, something like that to a degree. The way that I picture in my head of him going off the cell mm-hmm. is like the first time that's happened since 1998. Like yes. the, the proper Mankind Undertaker, King of the Ring, Hell in a Cell, Bub. Yeah. That's what I think they probably would have wanted to do. But to your point, that match continued. Yep. Like that was... That that's like the midpoint of the match. Yeah, that was right they go start. back to the top of the cell. Yeah, like that's like they go to the back to the top of the cell after that spot. Mm-hmm. They go back up there, and so then to be like, oh no, like the fiend can't continue after that. Makes him not look like a monster anymore. And as exactly. I said, Shane like fell off the top of the cage, and they carried on. When the when it was ruled a no contest or a DQ or what, you know what people thought it was, a lot of people got in touch with me about saying mankind like the ref ref let mankind continue wrestling so Mm -hmm. why why not the fiend yeah if they had have done the exact same bump i think it would have been much worse i think the crowd reaction would have been because the crowd would have been like massively into it because they saw the big spot but then as soon as that bell rang it would have been vicissuously bad
3: yeah and i I think even with him popping up like the undertaker and doing a mandible claw afterwards that wouldn't... It, they tried to do it in, in the actual Hell in a Cell match that happened anyway, because the referee called off the match and brought out the stretcher, and then Bray Wyatt came up and, you know, did a manual claw and assist for Abigail to the concrete and all that stuff. But it didn't save it. It didn't help at all, because then it just made the ref look stupid, because he stopped the match when Bray could obviously continue. And then the same thing would have happened here. It would have been like, oh, no, he can't continue because he took a bump that Shane McMahon takes every other year. <laughs> and now... He looks dumb when he gets up because the ref had stopped the match for no reason. Again,
2: I can't even imagine what sort of reactions Rollins is going to get tonight. I know. I, I'm thinking about that on because on he's on SmackDown tonight. He's facing Roman mm-hmm. Reigns for like draft picks and stuff. Yeah. What reaction is he going to get tonight? Ro- Roman Reigns is going to be
3: cheered. Maybe. <laughs> maybe this is what it was all for. It's all to get Roman Reigns over.
2: It was all the work. <laughs> it was all work all along. Um. So, it, it, Dave Meltzer also has this to uh, say as well. He goes, it's hard to say what the plans are and if they're bigger, uh, big or not, regarding the Universal title. This is in reference to The Fiend. But it mm-hmm. doesn't appear Rollins is being groomed for any bigger opponent, so the title change made sense at the time. This obviously, you know, in reference to Hell in a Cell. But since they didn't beat Wyatt, they did the no finish, but in Hell in a Cell, this came on a show where they already did a weak DQ in a thrown-together six-man tag. Yeah.
3: He gave that match negative two stars. And I 100% agree because it ruined Seth Rollins and Bray Wyatt, two stars that they had. They got destroyed, negative two stars. Fun fact for you. It is mm. the first WWE match to get a negative
2: star rating since 2007. It's 12 years. Yeah, damn. 12 years since uh, Dave Meltzer has gone out of his way to give a match negative stars.
3: Not even the Nexus. SummerSlam <laughs> 2010 got negative stars no
2: exactly yeah no this is this was a negative star match but dave um i mean you read his review he hated the red lights as well like, oh yeah he really really hated the red lights yeah um which is actually mixed in the office because right. ollie quite liked it yeah but laurie really hated it no laurie liked it oh laurie liked yeah. it yeah laurie said it and was all right ollie hated, ollie it. hated it. it ollie hated it yeah i wasn't massively keen on it i
3: didn't like it at first and the more the match went on i was like actually it's okay and that was it. It was it never went past fine, for I think. Me. It's ruined all of our thumbnails. <laughs> yes, it has. All of our thumbnails, all the bloody saying. Exactly, is, like. because we put red filters over the raw stuff and now we've got a red filter over everything with the fiend in. <laughs> Awful. So yeah, so that was the original uh finish to Hell in a Cell, apparently. Um yeah, I don't think it certainly would have helped. Um. Nah. Would have been the same. Unless The Fiend won, I think the reaction would have been the same, regardless of what Do they did. What? You're absolutely right. No matter what they did, unless it was The Fiend coming away with the W,
2: the fans were going to boo whatever happens. Mm-hmm. Which exactly. probably begs the question, why'd you book the epic match? Why'd you why, book why the match? Why'd you book the match then?
0: You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com/slash host.
2: So let's get on to some of your crap. Gimmicks, Woo! crap gimmicks make their triumphant return to the Friday Wrestle Talk Live. Mm. Um, so we have got such a huge backlog of this. Mm. I feel like crap gimmicks almost needs its own season premiere. Like, yeah, I feel like it needs a reset, mm-hmm. and by that I mean because like I was going back the these emails we've got are going back to August last year Jesus. and September last year. The ones we got today are from September of last year, so they are long, long ago. I'm almost thinking we wipe this slate clean and we start afresh. Okay. So crap gimmicks that get sent in to me now, Mm -hmm. from now on. If you sent yours previously and you've been waiting for it to be read out, now's the time to resend it. Yes. Find that email that you sent back in October last year, resend it to me now because that will create like my brand new list. Okay. That's, uh, that's, you know, I've, I've called an audible on this. Yeah. But I just feel like we're never going to catch up on what we've done. I agree. Because we let it get away from itself. Mm -hmm. And that's on us. That's not on on you, the people who have sent us these emails. So I'm calling an audible. Okay. I'm doing what they should have done in the uh, the Hell in a Cell match and call an audible. Call an audible, yeah. We're wiping the slate clean. These are the last three... Old submissions, and as of next week, it's all brand new stuff. So, dig out your old emails, resend them across to me, and I'll get them, I, and I can get to them now. Yeah. Because if you sent them to me and you no longer watch the show,
3: then yeah. you getting your email read out probably doesn't matter too much. Doesn't mean anything. Look at wrestletalk.com. Sorry, yes, send the, them over. Yeah, that's probably a good idea to me. Sure, so probably explain what crap gimmicks are.
2: Yeah, if you're new to this show, what a Crap Gimmick is, it's a part of the show where you, the SWAT nation, send us your Crap Gimmick suggestions and we then decide if we want to sign them to Crap Gimmick Wrestling where they're going to get a little trading card, a little artwork done by our good friend, Artman Lou. Mm. Um, And yeah, it's basically like, you know, they are a wrestler and a blank or it's just bad wrestling gimmicks. Mm -hmm. So this one comes in from George McCall who says, Hi, Ollie, Luke, Laurie, and anyone else who might have joined by the time you get to read this one. Hope things
3: are going well. Hope you're still watching, George. Wow, that really is old, isn't it? September 28th. Hot damn. Yeah. O- o- Olly, Luke, glory and anyone else that might be there. And we were in the old studio. We've got lots more people now.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean we've moved office twice since then. Jesus. <laughs> Uh, my idea for a wrestler is called Ivan the Invincer uh, Sorry, Ivan the Invisible He is a wrestler who, while he is in crap gaming development Did the You Can't See Me Taunt so hard It turned him and his ring gear completely invisible The trick behind his matches is, is he, he's not actually there And his opponents will instead be selling the attacks That he's not actually receiving And hitting someone who's not actually there While the commentary team explain that what is happening As they can see him due to their special thermal goggles Which are too expensive to give to the live crowd They aren't actually just cardboard 3D glasses from the 80s <laughs> i very much like this um <laughs> for backstage promos a microphone will be dangled in front of the camera by a wire as the voice of ivan cuts the promo from off screen and for the in-ring promos his manager victor the very visible he wears very garish eye-catching suits will come down to the ring and hold the microphone for him as a pre-recorded promos plays over the speakers now, I do like this, but the Invisible Man already is a wrestler. Yeah. So the gimmick already does exist. Yes. Which is why I don't think we can sign this. Mm-hmm. Um, which it is a shame. Is, because It I, is hilarious. Because I do like the 3D glasses thing. It's so
3: funny, yeah. yeah. That The commentators can see him and still commentate on his moves, I think is hilarious. Uh, I Yeah, I really like the idea of him just coming down and the opponents just going, whoa, I mean, Damien Sandow got over yeah. by doing his own offense. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah. Yes,
2: so unfortunately, because the gimmick already exists, we're not going to go with that one. That's a sad time. Jake Kenny sends in a very short one from September 25th um, to give you an idea of what was going on at WrestleTalk at the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hi, Luke and Ollie. My name is Jake from the UK. I'm just going to keep this really short. As the subject is bad gimmicks, I only need two words for you guys. Mr. Cultaholic. Oh! Slam! Take that, Adam. Pachiti. Pachiti. And Driver. Yeah. Yeah. And... The others, the uh, you other ones, yeah. Uh, and lastly, from Joe Hobin on September twenty ninth. Uh, first off, I want to say that I'm a big fan of Wrestle Talk, and me, my friend Ty, thought of one uh, thought of this crap gimmick the other day and decided to send it in. Let's hope that you are still watching, Joe. Let's do it, Jeff. The ref Johnson. His gimmick is that he's a wrestler who believes in order. Uh, that he who believes in order and that he is the only referee wrestler who can get the job done. He's a bigger guy, about six foot two, uh, 150 pounds. His outfit is similar to that of a ref, but with ripped sleeves. Uh, there are two people in the ring who are yelling at each other, but don't have a match scheduled. He runs down to the ring, gets in the middle, and screams his catchphrase, How are you going to fight without a ref? He then calls for the bell to be rung, getting the crowd to chant, Ring the bell. He is a heel and a stickler for the rules. Does that make him a heel? Make him a babyface, surely. Make him a babyface. face. Heels want to break the rules.
3: Absolutely a babyface.
2: Uh, and a stickler to the rules that he's always going to get the fast count when the face is getting pinned. Uh, this usually gets the face mad, shoving him and screaming. This reveals his finisher, which is a running clothesline from being shoved into the ropes and bouncing back. Uh, the move is called Call for the Bell, where after he pins the face and counts him, uh, counts him out himself. Uh, to get himself in title feuds, he will often come out and beat the ref up, taking the jacket and getting into the ring. However, unlike your standard referee sub, um, he is very prideful, so if he's going to call the match, it's going to be by the books. So, yeah, that is Jeff the Ref Johnson.
3: I feel like that's a... It's so close to being really, really good. And it just gets itself confused between what makes a babyface and what makes a heel and what the morals are of the character. Yeah. I think. I like it. I think. <laughs> but, but it's just confusing as to whether he comes out and, you know, two people are squaring off and he goes, well, I'm going to officiate this. Ring the bell and all that stuff. That's a big babyface thing. But then to say like, oh, he does fast counts and stuff. And it's like, oh, well... Now you've lost me. It works if it is a you do the big babyface thing that he's the big babyface ref that is also
2: a wrestler. I guess which, but yeah. Then he turn like when you do the heel turn, that's when he starts doing the fast
3: counts. Yeah, like yeah, he yeah. Starts
2: refing his own matches. Yes. But as a babyface, he should be a stickler for the rules. Yes. So it's a bit muddled. I'm not sure it completely works.
3: And I and I, and I think he as a babyface, he'd work as like a comedy character coming down as the referee when no other referees want to be in the match for whatever reason. Yeah. And he can come down and be like, hey, I'm," he's like happy and dancing and just be like, hey, how are you going to do a, a match without a ref? or You know, whatever. So I don't think we're going to sign any crap gimmicks
2: on this no, episode. I don't think so. No, which is, you know, not how we wanted to end off season one. <laughs> <Not but really. laughs> next week is the season premiere. So get your ideas in Luke at WrestleTalk.com. Send those in to me and we'll get those read out on next week's show. Shall we dive into the mailbag? Let's do it. So, uh, if you want to send a question into the mailbag, all you got to do is become one of our pledge hammers on Patreon at any dollar amount and leave your comments in the community section. Because we're now going live on a Friday, um, we have kind of like being a bit more selective with our, our Patreon emails. Basically, what's happened is that it's become too unwieldy. Uh, We're getting so much correspondence in, which is great. Don't get me wrong. I love the fact that we get loads of correspondence. But sometimes the questions are there and they're sort of like duplicate questions. So we're just going to try and do as many of them as we can and try and get, pick out the best questions. Yep. Like this one from Soy, and I thought this was an interesting one to kick us off here. Um, he said, I think it's funny hearing you guys talk so much about how Jake Hager feels like a, quote, mid-carder uh, because of his WWE run as Jack Swagger. I wasn't watching WWE when he was in the company and I don't watch MMA. So before this week, I had zero things to know about him. The reason... I have trepidation about Hager being in AEW is that the first thing I heard about him was literally Luke quoting Barrasso's report, which immediately described Hager as a, quote, ardent Donald Trump supporter. I'm not here to bring politics into the community or the channel, but that description instantly tells me he's an awful person who doesn't belong in AEW's outwardly progressive and diverse universe. I know you might say I shouldn't let something like a performer's real life beliefs affect my uh, my enjoyment of the product when he's involved, but something like this, in a world we're living in 2019, really sours me. I vehemently hate Ronda Rousey because of the things she's said and done in her real life. I think it sucks that WWE wheels out the old racist grandpa Hulk Hogan, but my expectations are way higher for AEW. So. signing is a real disappointment.
3: That is a very interesting point. That's a fiery,
2: <laughs> fiery subject to start yeah, off here. Uh,
3: and I'll say I agree with you. Uh, for certain things like Hogan, I cannot get into his stuff anymore. Uh, I mean, I was never really into Hogan anyway. I wasn't around when he was big, so I always just saw him as a nostalgia act. That I had no nostalgia for. Um, and I understand, you know, obviously his importance to the industry and all that. But when they, you know, bring him out for any things, I'm like, I just don't care anymore. And especially with the things that he said and done, I really don't get invested into anything he does anymore. And I think it's a bit bad that they do still bring him out and all that, especially because he didn't apologize. He apologized for getting caught, which yep. is not an apology. It's a non-apology. Um, so I completely understand where you're coming from with that. And I would, I would say, though, that I'm trying to say this in a way... That is, that can, doesn't can, get me heat.
2: Exactly. <laughs> it's it, 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 it's just. It's kind of a question, it's a situation that it's almost impossible not to get heat. Because yes. from, from my standpoint on this is that, I mean, that's his political beliefs. I'm not yeah. going to say he's a bad person or he's an awful person for having those political beliefs. Yes. In the same way that I'm not a Tory supporter. Mm-hmm. But if anyone has come up to me and was a Tory supporter, I'm not going to say, well, you're an awful person. Yes. But, you know, they would just have different political beliefs. And that's fine. Mm. That's how the world works. Yeah. So I wouldn't say don't hire this man because he's a Trump supporter, because I think that's actually almost too... Like that—that—that's not a sustainable. Like you can't employ people that way. That's exclusionary. is the whole opposite point of inclusion. inclusion. Inclusive. And And AEW is all about this inclusivity. So surely that also uh, extends out to political
3: beliefs. Yeah. So yeah, and I would say that, and this is probably going to get me heat. Not every Trump supporter is a terrible person. (laughs) (laughs) And I know that sounds bad. And I know, and I'm not saying that Donald Trump is a nice person because. You know, we're not going to get too political on this but whatever but I'm just saying that just because he supports Trump doesn't mean that he is automatically a terrible person and shouldn't have a job yes um, but it's,
2: it's the same thing like I, I I kind of sounded a bit on Tyson Fury this week when uh, yeah. Ali told me yeah, about yeah, that yeah. he's um, he's made really homophobic comments in the past well, he's actually mm-hmm. apparently he's a massive homophobe yes I I, I struggle now to get in i'm going to really struggle to get into anything that he yeah. does because that's for me that's not really like a political stance. exactly that, that yes. for me is just like that's outright hatred yes and as uh, you know someone who has got um gay family members mm-hmm. i'm I, I, it's a real triggering thing for me
3: exactly yeah yeah I, i'm exactly the same L- like it is with hogan when you have something that is outright hate rather than a political belief i think those are two different things and you can say that one leads into the other but it might not necessarily be the case and you don't know so enle- mm. unless unless hager comes out and just be like i hate gay people then you know i'm not gonna judge him for his political beliefs i guess yeah it's, it's a tricky one but there's a lot of shades of gray
2: of, of yeah. that because i I don't think that my stance on um tyson fury is also the correct stance to take either mm-hmm. that's just that that's now my personal exactly sort of projection yeah. onto the situation yeah. as opposed to i don't think he's probably not a bad person mm. it's just that if you're making those comments my Instant reaction to that is to think that you are, but you're actually probably not. It's just like those are your beliefs. He said he's a Christian and he's taking it from the Bible, but you know, I think that's a different. Whatever. Anyway, anyway, let's move on to something different. This mm. comes in from Roy Tripp, who says, I've dropped my WWE Network sub. Oof. And we talked about this about the uh, on the podcast intro, mm-hmm. um, uh, and actually the sort of the start of this. I've been thinking about dropping it for a while now. Uh, the best thing about it is NXT, but so much avail- of that is available on YouTube and reviews. Is it really worth 120 quid a year? I've been subbed uh, to WWE since it launched in the UK, but you get no reward for staying subscribed. And when I sign up again, which we will probably do at some point, I'm just being realistic. I will at least get my free month. So now, with 27 days left of my subscription, I get to watch at least Crown Jewel, and hopefully in the uh, which is in the beautiful city of. Uh, I believe that is a uh, a, a joke. Yes. So this isn't a rage quit as much as I dislike the end of Hell in a Cell. This has just been coming off... Uh It's coming off now with AEW for free on ITV. I can still get some full show wrestling and it might be easy to watch each week. I guess my question is, will WWE really see a large amount of people drop their subscription to the WWE Network? Uh, The live crowd have paid a lot of money to go and see WWE shows. Chanting for the competition during the main event of a pay-per-view, WWE have to sit up and listen now. For a lot of people, it will be cool to shout AEW and say you were there and put it on social media and stuff. But as a viewer at home, hearing those chants on TV, I'm thinking, I don't blame them. So I think that's an interesting question because we Mm. did say we've had a lot of messages this week from people who have cancelled their network subscriptions off the back of the Kofi and off the back of the Fiend thing. Yes. But do you think that this is going to be almost bigger than a lot of people are anticipating, or even WWE themselves are anticipating?
3: I don't know, honestly, because I think when you're in the internet wrestling bubble, as it were, it seems like almost everyone is cancelling their network subscription. I'm never watching Raw again. You hear that every week. You hear it
2: every week. And you see see those same people
3: commenting the week after. Exactly, yes. Um, so I'd say it's going to be very hard to tell, and I think the casual fans will continue. The first reply I saw when uh, WWE were tweeting out after Helena Cell and WWE Twitter account tweets out the results of every match, and they said blah 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 blah. This match happened. Here's a photo from the match, and they tweeted out uh, Rollins survived the fiend, but what did he what at what cost or something like that. Anyways, yeah, yeah. first response I saw was someone saying, The Fiend amazed me, He, it was never about the title, he just wanted Rollins and he succeeded. I think that's a, I think that's wrong anyways, but there are people that enjoyed that match. So I think there's, when you're in the kind of, oh, I'd want to use the right word here. I was going to say vitriolic and that's not the right word I want to say, but when you're in the, uh, the internet wrestling community can be quite emotional sometimes. So after that, I was very upset. Laurie was upset. Everyone in the office was really, really upset. it was a bad day. It was a bad day. And you can see we get all these messages and tweets and emails of people cancelling their network subscription. Realistically, that's a drop in the WWE ocean. Mm. So I don't think that is necessarily going to be a huge amount of people that actually unsubscribe. Especially because not everyone that subscribes to the network actually has it for current day stuff. They're going to have it for The Vault. They're going to have it for, you know, NXT. They're going to have it for all this other stuff that might not actually be Hell in a Cell. So I don't think there's going to... I think there's definitely going to be some. There's definitely going to be, like, maybe... Ten thousand or something, but realistically, that's nothing compared to the one point however many million they've got that actually subscribe to it. But the the network
2: numbers aren't dropping. They are, like, yes. like we, you know, the the quarter report that came out fairly recently did show there are a, is a drop in network subs. I mean, mm-hmm. there usually is around this sort of time anyway because we're in that post WrestleMania season. Yeah, and we're not really going to know what this effect has had until possibly next, you know, until the end of the next quarter, mm-hmm. which is around sort of like February time. So we're not really going to know if this pay-per-view did see a drop, but I will be interested to see if there is less network subscribers next month, particularly because that's February leading into Mania. So Mm. actually in WrestleMania season, where you'd think they'd be increasing subscribers because there's a new new interest in the product. It's after the rumble. Exactly. It's after the rumble. So you've got to think that there is going to be not less network subscribers than there were at the last quarter Mm reports. If there are... I've got to think that that is down to Helena Cell, and it's down to Kofi, and it's down yeah. to whatever else the crown jewel, you know, the, the Saudi Arabia deal and, and things like that. Um, so it's it's an interesting time for for the network. Meltzer actually had a very interesting thing in the the Observer talking about this was mm-hmm. that he wondered if it, it's killed the town, which is if when they run, they're next year at Sacramento, right? If yeah, they run yeah, Sacramento yeah. next, you know, the next time they go there, are they going to be able to? pull in as many people as did last, <laughs> because the last time because the last time you pulled them in you gave them a non-finish yeah. and sent them all home very very unhappy Yeah. so are they then going to put down their hard earned money to buy another ticket and be disappointed again same I thing know. for the, the Smackdown thing on Fox we're going to you know The Undertaker's going to be here Steve Austin's going to be here Sting's going to be here and you don't deliver on any of that yeah the people who went to the Rumble. John Cena's going to be here. You don't deliver on that. Yeah. After a while, that has got to have some sort of repercussion.
3: Yeah, you, you'd hope, anyway. You'd hope, yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, this comes in from Nate, who says Luke, Ollie, Laurie, and Chopper. 2017 seemed like the year to pull the trigger on Braun Strowman. Yes, it he did. has lost since multiple attempts at the Universal title and has been made to be a big joke. After the tag team wins with Nicholas, the Saturday Night Live feud, and now Tyson Fury having a match with Braun, I can't help but see him as the modern day big show. He is never going to be taken seriously and he's lost all credibility. Hopefully the Fury vs. Strowman match is good, but it's a glorified gimmick match to promote Tyson Fury's fight coming up. Braun will probably be jobbed out yet again. Is there a way Braun can regain credibility and be seen as a legit monster? Do you think uh, he will need uh,
3: require a character reboot such as The Fiend? Also, what are your predictions for how long it will take for Braun to win a world championship? It's a very interesting question. Uh, I do agree 2017 was the time that SummerSlam four-way with stroman lesnar reigns and joe yeah. was absolutely spectacular and what a match that and was. Strowman was oh, the star of right. that as well it so was good. so so good um so yeah I, I think they they messed up by not putting the trigger on that um i can see the comparison to the big show as well uh and i think this tyson fury match is very much a gimmick match and i think he's gonna lose oh yeah there's uh, no so, way he's winning yeah which is if tyson be a fury's
2: shame. undefeated there's yeah. no way they're yeah. gonna have him job out exactly. to the fake pro-wrestler man.
3: Exactly, yeah. Uh, So I don't think he necessarily needs a character reboot like The Fiend. I think if they do an actual effective heel turn rather than just a random one to align with Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre, if they do an actual proper heel turn that actually means something and has is like an impactful heel turn. And the thing is, Braun can do big spots that people enjoy. Because out of nowhere, you've got Bobby Lashley spearing him through, you know, the side of a a, a stage and everyone goes, oh my God, I love these two out of and nowhere. mash that match was awesome. As and, well. that, and that Street match was really match. good, yeah. Great. That last man standing match. So I think if you have some big Braun Strowman theatrics mixed in with an effective emotional heel turn, already he gains credibility back. So I don't think he's ruined. And I don't and I think, realistically in WWE, no one's ruined. Because if you have one really, really good segment that catches fire, they're instantly right back up to where they need to be. So it's not too late for him, but he needs something and going against Tyson Fury is not it. And he's already won a World Championship. He won the Greatest Royal Rumble. He got the big green belt for it. That doesn't count. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, you're right. It doesn't count. <laughs> and for me, like, Braun always struck me as the sort of man that doesn't really need the title either. So don't yes know, and, like yes and no. It's yes, yes and no, but like, like Big Show, they gave him the title and then instantly just wanted to get it off of him. Yeah, like when they first did it in 1999, they were like, "Yeah, we're putting the title on Big Show, but eh, not really though, because you're not actually
3: our top star, and we're gonna get it off you mm-hmm. as soon as we can and put it on Triple H." Yeah, um, and I, well, what we were mentioning on the the podcast intro. If we end up with a load of big stars on SmackDown and Braun Strowman somehow uh, leaves on Raw, it might be time for him to win the Universal Championship. And if he does that as a heel, you can have him as a big giant heel that a babyface has to overcome which would actually be a good story to tell when he can hold the title for a little bit which makes sense Yeah, because I think as a babyface his title run might not be very inspired but.
2: completely agree uh, this comes in from Abnehav heel heat magnet Abnehav uh, hey Laurie Luke, Ollie Pete, Simon, Dave and so Calval uh, who's Dave? Um, after Hell in a Cell's finished people are bashing WWE for its inconsistent rules well it doesn't surprise me but from the time I've started watching WWE I've, uh, WWE I've always found the match type rules inconsistent for example Extreme Rules No DQ Street Fight all have the same rules. But different names. Doesn't WWE um, or should WWE just put up a cohesive rule structure for their website? E.g., in an no ODQ match, we don't have DQs, but you can still lose by count out or not getting up at ten. In an extreme rule, in an extreme rules match, countouts don't matter, but you can't escape from the arena. In a street fight match, you can escape from the arena and literally find the streets. I have more examples like this. In a chairs match, if you use anything except a chair, it's a DQ. In a ladders match, only ladders can be used. What do you guys think about that?
3: Okay, so I'd say, in theory, yes, having a cohesive rule set is a very, very good idea. Please post that to the website. Have everyone understand what kind of matches there are. I would also say, don't have things like Extreme Rules, No DQ, Street Fight, No Holds Barred that are all the same type of match because that's really, really dumb. And also, don't have a bloody chairs match because it makes no sense.
2: Love a chairs match.
3: (laughs) Ladder match is fine because you have a different stipulation to win. You have to climb the ladder and grab the belt which i kind of guess is the same as a tlc well there's
2: yeah okay so ladder matches i'm I'm going to back to the the 2000s now so ladder matches were just like it's ladder matches and tables matches were just table matches matches, but then because it was the hardys and edge and christian and Mm -hmm. stuff they would then start using tables in ladder matches or they would get ladders out for tables matches and then that becomes like oh we'll just do tlc TLC, yeah Yeah. um yeah i I think having rules is a good thing Mm -hmm. but um yeah I, i think to be not surprised that there was a non-finish in a Hell in a Cell match is, that's, that's a really startling revelation. Yes. That you are so. a WWE fan, and you were like, no, oh, I wasn't surprised when there was a non-finish in a Hell in a Cell match. That is, that shows just how much WWE have killed that gimmick. Yeah. Chris Thorne said, uh, if Talk had to go up against Cultaholic at Survivor Series, who would your picks be for the men's and women's elimination tag match? Uh, no pressure, Ollie, but this is for the jacket. Also, a massive thank you for James Dixon for sorting out my magazines after I got in touch. The postman butchered them as he forced them through the letterbox at the same time rather than do them one at a time. Bloody a moron. Idiot.
3: Idiot postman. Also, buy your WrestleTalk magazine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, if we had to go up against Cultaholic at Survivor Series, so we'd have to pick... Five people to represent wrestle Talk in a five-on-five elimination tag match.
2: Okay, I mean, in the men's, this should be fairly easy. Brock Lesnar, uh, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, uh, The Fiends, <laughs> and Braun Strowman. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm not... I'm actually, Triple H. Like, no one's going down with... <laughs> that's a Fiveson that's not Wait, going no, down. Goldberg. Goldberg. <laughs> yep, Goldberg as well. Throw him in there. The Undertaker. <laughs> Just get loads of lads that can't be jobbed out. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah.
3: Pick them. Okay, for women... Uh, Charlotte Be- Becky, Becky Bailey <laughs> not Bailey I oh, know she gets jobbed no, out a lot Charlotte Becky Trish Leiter <laughs> Okay
2: uh, yes. uh who else is a legend Alundra Blaze Alundra Blaze <laughs> They <laughs> would never sure. job her out as well Yeah 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 totally. good show Uh jobber JJ Hello Swat Nation and Rust Talk Brave Boys I have a question about wrestling trends in 2019 Looking at last week's ratings and younger viewer's doubled in watching AEW so this is obviously last week's AEW yes. ratings not the ratings that have just come out uh yesterday yesterday evening Um, AEW compared to WWE and beating NXT in younger viewers as well. I know WWE treats their fans like idiots. My question is, does sports entertainment work in 2019? I know WWE can do some sports entertainment in a good way, in a good way, (laughs) in a bad way. Sports entertainment worked in the 90s, and early 2000s. Mm. But in 2019, society has moved on. AEW is putting on a sports-based wrestling product, and it's all about the wrestling. It's clear what fans want, a more adult wrestling product. Now, I'm going to disagree with that, mm-hmm. because NXT is also putting on a wrestling product. Correct. Like, NXT and AEW are going after the same group of fans. The, yeah. group, the adult fans who want to watch wrestling and not sports entertainment. Yes. So... Or as Mauro
3: Ranallo has been calling it on NXT, combat action. That is that is so much worse than sports <laughs> entertainment. I prefer it to sports oh entertainment. Oh, God, it
2: makes me feel a bit queasy. <laughs> combat action. It sounds like a terrible Carl Weathers action movie from the 80s. Combat action.
3: Like Chuck Norris is in there as well. It sounds garbage. I hate sports that... entertainment. In fairness, I mean, I hate sports entertainment. I, as I, well. I think it's just my deep, deep-rooted <laughs> hatred for sports entertainment. Goes. It's anything else is better. Well, that's it. Because sports entertainment is a term that
2: WWE have been trying to use since the 80s.
3: Possibly, yeah. Like
2: because they because Vince McMahon doesn't like wrestling. He doesn't yeah. like wrestling, so he coined the term it's sports entertainment, Mm -hmm. pal. Especially, you know, running the steroid trial and and stuff like that. So it's sports entertainment, pal. And
0: -hmm. they've
2: just been trying to get that over ever since. And I don't think it ever has. No. Because people still call it wrestling. Yep. Which means that sports entertainment did not catch on as a phrase. So yeah, I think that it's it's. I, I I do disagree with your your idea though that the younger viewers are watching AEW because WWE did not put on an a wrestling product because NXT is a wrestling product. Yeah. But younger viewers decided to watch AEW. What's interesting looking at this week's rating is that a lot of those younger viewers didn't watch this week's episodes. Mm-hmm. So either they watched it, didn't like it, and then moved on to something else, or and this is probably more likely, this is a younger generation that aren't doing appointment television. Yeah the the younger generation, the generation that have come after you and I, aren't sitting down at specific times to watch shows. And mm-hmm. I would wager that they consider that concept to be very archaic. Yep. I think that we're going to say in 10 years' time, It's going to feel, the kids who are like, you know, born now and then when they become 10 years old and 10 years old are probably going to look at us and be like, wow, you used to watch commercials, like in between shows. Yeah, 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 Because they'll be so used to just watching stuff on YouTube and on demand and and things like that. You're like, wow, you had to sit down at a specific time to watch a show. And then intermittently throughout that, they would have 10 minutes of commercials. Yeah. I think that's going to feel like a really alien concept. Yeah. And I just wonder now for this, you know, this 18 to 25 demographic that that AEW would quite like to appeal to. Actually, all wrestling would like to
3: appeal to. Oh, God, I'm not in that demographic anymore. No,
2: I know, man. It's okay. We all have that realization at one point you're like, damn, I'm not part of that I'm old. It's when you have to fill out those forms, you're like, "Uh uh-oh, I've I've gone up a bracket. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Uh-oh, time is moving against me.
3: Um, That's... Appointment television just isn't a thing anymore. Yeah, it's not. People are so used to Netflix and all these other on-demand things. Where that comes
2: into Raw and SmackDown when people ask oh, why you focus so much on the ratings is because their, their audience is over 50. Yeah. Raw's big, the, Raw's target demographic, not target demographic, but its biggest demographic is in the over 50 category. NXT is the, the only category they beat AEW in is the over 50s. Yeah. They can't get anyone younger than 50 to watch the show, but they can, they can sweep the nation with, it, with the over
3: 50s. It's insane. But I guess it's just people who have grown up watching WWE and just have that kind of brand loyalty now. That's it. That's that's exactly
2: it, and but I think with AEW, it's I don't think it was a younger audience switching over from NXT. Mm. I think it was a new audience that didn't want to watch WWE in the first place mm. and have been just looking for that alternative. Yeah, that that was my reading of the of mm-hmm. the numbers we got last week. Yeah, um, right. We've got a couple more here. Brendan M says, "Hey, everyone on Russell Talk. Just wanted to say it's my birthday." Well, but... happy birthday. It's tomorrow is his birthday. I think he was still expecting us to be in oh, the old maybe. Uh, schedule. Saturday the 12th, and as oh, part yeah. of my 30th, I'm going to be watching some of the IWA Wrestle Revolution 3 tour and enjoy a little bit of the bubbly. Hey. Any chance of a birthday um, uh, Any shout chance shout-out would make it a lovely time with the boys. And from the SWAFT Nation, I'd like everyone to support Wrestle Talk and support independent wrestling. Cheers. P.S. Happy birthday, King Chopper Wopper. It's so cool we share the same birthday. It's still
3: not my birthday.
2: But happy birthday for tomorrow because you might be watching this on catch up uh on tomorrow's mm, show so nice. a happy birthday you happy 30th birthday you're also going up onto those um those age brackets in terms of uh filling out forms yeah that's unfortunate and lastly lorenzo haynes has got a question uh for you it's actually for Ollie, but i'm gonna pass it to you instead okay if you could only eat one of these for the rest of your life which would you pick beef pork seafood chicken and turkey
3: chicken and turkey
2: oh come on pete you're welcome. <laughs> I am. I don't even know what to say to that. Given that choice, there's a reason it's at the bottom. There's a reason it's coupled with something else. It's because
3: it's the worst option. <laughs> like, in, in, fa- in
2: fairness. Like, they also had to put, oh, i turkey, I suppose, well, because if you fa- ate chicken for the rest of your life, it's the blandest of them.
3: In fairness, I kind of just said that because I know you hate chicken so much. My real answer is beef. <laughs>
2: Ah, oh, you work here, brother.
3: <laughs> totally bought
2: into that. Oh my <laughs> god!
3: <laughs> but yeah, because I literally couldn't live without burgers. But that's just me.
2: Yeah. Um. Uh, back in my uh, my meat eating days, I probably would have gone pork. Oh really? I love a po- I, well, I loved uh, a pork chop. Um, particularly love to a bit of bacon, a little bit of the bacon, a little bit of the bacon.
3: Yeah. But
2: you're right, you know. Sometimes you can't go wrong. Sometimes like, well, you get a nice steak, it, like a big, yeah. like big thirty day mature steak and burgers, cooked, cooked medium good. rare. Like yeah. that's how you want a steak done. Absolutely. There are times when I'm watching Master Chef. And like, you know, they cook a lot of meat on there. It's the only time we're you know, we're a, a vegetarian, vegan household. Mm. And it's the only time where the pair of us go like, oh, God, that looks delicious. <laughs>
3: <laughs> God, that looks amazing. My uh, my lady partner has her steak rare. Whoa. Yeah, she likes it bloody. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm actually living with like a cannibal. Okay.
2: <laughs> I, um, my old, to so my old band, my singer, he liked his steak um, medium rare. Yeah. But his girlfriend liked it blue. Like oh, no, and like so she wouldn't even she would essentially just take it out of the packet yeah. onto the plate, yeah, and just eat it like that's that. And I'm nuts, like, and that's, that sounds like an
3: animalistic, yeah.
2: so let's get into Blimey, we've got quite a few super chats we oh, yeah. need to get into these so on the subject of Hell in a Cell uh, this comes in from Firefly Fan House Eden Madden oh sorry Firefly Fan I did say it right um, what's your favourite wrestling move
3: mine is Sister Abigail uh, mine is probably either Deep Six or End of Days they're both very good all from the same team. all king. from the same all person you
2: king stick together <laughs> Um, currently, my favourite finishing movie probably is Black Mass. Oh, Black Mass is so good! Yeah, that's love a great show. Absolutely love it. Um, M. A. Campbell. It's almost like they booked the match too early. You're right. Absolutely correct. You're yes. right. <laughs> New Punk Rants says, aside from the commentary, the finish was. Whoa. Was, Ooh, here we go. Here's the hot take. Here's the hot take we need. This is a hotter take than saying you would take chicken over, <laughs> over beef. Aside from commentary, the finish was brilliant from a story point. Bray wanted Seth to let him in. The fact that he couldn't have risen at any moment, the fact that he could have risen at any moment is proof. Okay, so I can sort of see that. So you're trying to say that... Sorry, to continue, we all forgot to take take the depth of the character. I think everyone is getting swerved. If Vince was panicked, I'd be more concerned.
3: It's hope.
2: Okay. I think you're more hopeful there.
3: Yes, I'd say so. And I think that The story is almost there for Bray to just be letting, like, hey, I want Seth to explore his demons, and he wants me to, you know, let him in, etc., and all that jazz. Uh, It was almost there. However, they stopped the match because of a of a a weird finish, and then Bray just kind of laid there for an hour while the stretcher came out, and then he went surprise, and then did a man claw when he could have just, you know, been going in. Yes.
2: The story they were telling going into the match was, I want to hurt you. Yes. I want to, I'm going to be your nightmare and I'm going to see you in hell. I'm going to end you. Mm -hmm. And then they flip that in the match to be like, no, I want to get make the worst part of you. At least that's what a lot of people have read out of that. Yeah. If the story you were telling was he wanted to... Um, embrace the hate yeah pretty much which is you know it's the John Cena feud yeah if the story you're doing was embrace the hate that's the story you tell going into the match yes and that was never the story they were telling exactly so you can't then just retcon and be like ah this is what it was all about it's the same people who have been like it was never about the title if it was never about the title he would have said in his promos this is not about the title exactly so that's where I would disagree yes Uh, Derek Ayala says do you you think WWE really don't see Bray as a big draw champion Bray is gold with his promos it doesn't matter what character he is
3: but when it comes to the big match he always fails yeah he does and it's a shame because we've actually got proof of him selling merch and being a literal draw and yet they still didn't pull the trigger when they had the chance. Yeah. So I don't know at this point. I don't know what they see as in Bray. I yeah,
2: point. I would be curious to know if they, they, they just don't see him as a as a champion. Mm-hmm. I mean they only gave him the belt the first time round because they wanted to give it to Randy. Exactly. Like that yeah. wasn't to be like, that hey, was we'
3: such a good moment as well.
2: It's like, oh man, we're finally putting the belt on Bray. It was more like, There you go, can you hold on to that for a second? It, Randy's yeah. gonna take it off you in three weeks' yeah, time. This. Hold this for a second. Randy's not here at the moment. So yeah, hold on. Keep this warm for us, Will, yeah, yeah, Literally. Um so yeah, so I don't know if they do see him as like someone who could lead a company. Maybe Josh D. says, says, um, I just want to forget Helen and Cell ever happens. I can't even be excited for the draft because I know the Fiend will be there and he won't feel as special.
3: Yeah, the Fiend is part of the draft tonight. He's yeah. in pool one. Yeah, which I'm, I said it when, when Laurie and I were doing the live reaction to Helen and Cell as well. I was like, I'm so nervous <laughs> for this match because if they ruin it, I'm going to be so upset and the Fiend will be ruined from here on out and he won't feel special anymore. And I'm not going to say that he's ruined because I I made that point earlier. I don't think anyone is ruined in WWE. You can always come back from it. But I think yeah, he's going to turn up and I'm going to be like, "Oh, that's cool." And that is going to be even worse than me just going like, "Oh, they ruined him and he's so bad." I think me just being like slightly less excited for him going to be that's so... you've ruined it. You've ruined my excitement for him and now he's just okay rather than really really bloody cool. I yeah, I'm I'm also not going
2: to say that he's ruined. I think that's too early to say those sorts of things. Yeah. I wonder if we're gonna look back on this match in five years' time and be like, oh, that was the moment. Yes. That, that was your suffering and, succotash and moment. That, that was
3: You stole <laughs> my thunder. That was oh, what I was gonna say. Sorry. That's his suffering succotash moment. He's not ruined yet, but I think any match moving forwards is gonna get worse and worse and worse and worse. And he's could, gonna very possibly. Yeah. Like, I mean I'm coming I'm, from it that way. I'm holding out hope that he's gonna be fine. It all
2: depends on how you follow this up. It exactly. all depends on the next feud. Yeah. If it was me, I would keep him far away from the title. Mm -hmm. Don't do the title stuff anymore. But even then, that feels like a major step down. Then, because all of a sudden he's just going after different people and being like, "Hey, I'm not. I don't really. I'm
3: lost at getting a title." But
2: but if you're not going for you now, but if you're not going to put the belt on him, then you can't book him in more title matches.
3: And I'd say, I'd say literally the solution to this Survivor Series, put him in a title match, have him win in like five seconds. Mm. Just have him dominate. That's fine. You've, you've, you've recovered it's it. Not, he's it's back. not Brock Lesnar. Well, you know what I mean. But ju- just do that <laughs> and he will feel cool again and different and special. And that's what we need back.
2: Matthew Robinson says, uh, maybe they did
3: red light because the fiend mask looks better that way. Still a crap finish. Love you guys at WrestleTalk. We love you, Matt. We love you too. Uh, I would disagree though. I don't think it looks better in red light. I think it looks better in white light because you can actually see the details on the mask. Josh D. Dynamics back in again to say, easy to say from an outside uh, with
2: no money on the line, but wrestlers need to go back to protecting their characters and refusing stupid
3: outcomes. Well, I mean... That honestly, with how protected people are, with them refusing to let people go to AEW and them refusing to let people leave the company, maybe they have a bit more scope to just be like, no, I'm not doing that. Mm. Do you want me to go to AEW? No. Good. (laughs) Well, don't put me in a stupid finish.
2: Uh, Daniel uh, Brotherton says you can have a finish where Seth goes over the fiend after the sledgehammer thinking he's gone uh, but gets the mandible claw and the fiend wins to be honest that's where I thought we were going yeah when he was stacking all that stuff on top of him and then he went over him with the steel chair I was like mm-hmm. oh mandible claw so mandible yeah, claw yeah. yeah fiend wins yeah well, that's not what happened
3: or it. even when he did stomp fiend stands up sister Abigail I thought that's it that's it yeah,
2: yeah. Um, Metal O'Khan says um, what about the flipping finish the, the fiend takes out Seth what with the about ma- flipping the finish Oh, sorry. To, what about the flipping finish? What about flipping the finish? The Fiend takes out Seth with a mallet uh, result in ref stoppage and The Fiend last because he just wanted to hurt him. And that's actually, if you were going to do the non finish I would have said you've got to have The Fiend to be the one stand tall. It's
3: it's a better way to do it. I still think fans would have been upset, but I don't think they would have been as upset. No. Not the exact same match, because I think if like he did like 10 Sister Abigails and then Seth kicked out at one, that wouldn't quite be okay. Uh, but I think, yeah, if you did some kind of where he doesn't, like, pin him at all. He just beats him down, beats him down, beats him down. Seth is out, out for the count. And he's like, I'm not going to pin you. I don't care. And he just beats him down with a chair and whatever else. I think that's okay. Mm-hmm. And I and I think it still would have been upsetting that he didn't win the title. And it would have felt like a cop-out that he didn't. But I don't think the fan backlash would have been anywhere near as bad as no, we saw. No,
2: completely. It's the fact that Seth was the one effectively standing tall yeah. uh, as the match was over. Obviously, Fiend stood tall at the end. But by that, it's, it's too little, too late. Yeah. Um, yeah I'm, I mean it's, it kind of stuns me that they went in a direction where the fiend had to have medical attention um, new punk rants um, uh, responding to our pre- uh, comments we just had uh, Seth and Bray's Twitter led to that it was flawed but I think they have a plan I'm sure if Bray actually got screwed he'd go public just saying I don't think he'd have gone public on that he's staying in yeah. character on Twitter for starters also yeah. Twitter doesn't like doesn't count it doesn't Yeah, for, it, for me it doesn't count like it's got to be on TV that's the storyline you're telling exactly um, and, and I don't think that's the story they were telling going into the match, until the match happened. And then they were like, oh, by the way, this is the story now.
3: Yeah. yeah. And and I think if they wanted to tell that story, that's cool. Even if you wanted to include the Twitter stuff, mention the Twitter on TV, and then you've got the story. Yeah. Don't say, we're doing this story, but on Twitter we've got this other story. Take your pick as to which one we're doing. Yeah. Uh, and King
2: Rasta says, Do you think Helena Cell ruined the DLC for WW2 K20 pre-orders?
3: I don't think so. Probably not.
2: I I'd, I'd actually think those uh, screenshots that they released would uh, hurt the uh, the pre-orders because... <laughs> it I mean, it's looks cool. bad. It's cool that we're releasing PS2 games in 2019, <laughs> you know? Hats off to them. Yeah. My favourite comment know. from that is um, Adam Bibelow from uh, the Attitude Era podcast posted up the picture they released of Io Shirai and like you know was making fun of it and then said by the way this isn't an image that i've screen capped from a video to make it look bad on purpose this
3: was a publicity shot that they chose to release (laughs) (laughs) to say hey buy our game amazing uh we've got some about seth rollins now joba jj uh, it says can't watch live. Sorry emoji. Is there a sorry emoji? Not sure. uh Thoughts on Seth using hashtag. He's not cool. Alvarez said turn him heel or keep him off TV. Yeah. So all of Seth's tweets that he's doing now have at the end hashtag. Seth Rollins is not cool. So uh,
2: my favorite tweet I've seen about that was someone retweeting him saying like man, Lisa was had uh, she's a crack whore chanted at her and she took it way better than he is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Because he's just been booed and he's like, no, I am cool. Yeah. Survive
3: and prevail. I've
2: it's proper turned off Seth Rollins this yeah, year yeah me too yeah, yeah. Um, and do you want to do our last one on Seth?
3: yeah uh, Travesh Puri said Seth's music hits fans boo also fans
2: burn it down I would imagine actually yeah we will all be chanting burn are it down are you
3: saying boo or boo burn it down it's because
2: burn it down is going to be one of those things that people are just like it's it's it, we the people yeah well we always me and Ollie, back way back when you say about Roman mm-hmm. like even when he'd be cheered in a match which would happen a lot, he'd always be booed for his entrance because just that just boo! instantly your reaction is to go boo! Yeah. Because that's what I always hear on TV. Yeah. It's a Pavlovian response. That's it. Uh, on the subject of the draft which is happening tonight, Steve Winyard says WWE have teased a brand exclusive championship swapping brands e.g. Becky on SmackDown or even two championships on the same brand Becky and Charlotte on the same brand Thoughts. I mean, I'm fully expecting Becky and Charlotte to both be on SmackDown but when all is said and done.
3: I don't even know how. Unless they do a title match because they're both champs now. Yeah. Or Becky just, or Becky you know, just vacates. Vacates the bone and goes back
2: to Raw. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. But I and to be honest, actually, I, w- I would not be surprised if Becky, Charlotte, Brock and Seth are all on SmackDown.
3: Becky, Charlotte, Brock, Seth and Roman. And Rome. Well, I think I, five.
2: I would say those top five are likely to be on SmackDown. Yeah, and then whether you just relinquish the Universal Championship or whatever, and Raw, and and the Raw Women's Championship. But it is the B Show now. So I mean, yeah. I mean, I honestly, I'm not saying that that's my prediction. I just mm. would not be surprised yeah. if that's what is going to happen. Yeah, that's true. Uh, James uh, Robson says Charlotte versus Bailey in Hell in a Cell tonight. What? Oh, is it Hell in a Cell rematch, in the cell not rematch. in the cell? Okay. Thank you, uh, Mod Mother. Mod Mother, thank you very much. For including that little
3: note for us. Crikey. I was going to go to Hell in a Cell match. That much. would have had us freaking out, yeah. Yeah, yeah really would have done. Um, yeah. And is it for the title? I'm I'm going to assume so. If it's a Hell in a Cell rematch, I, it, maybe something could happen with I'm going to guess it's a title match. Yeah, I'll, you do the next one I'll, I'll have okay. a look uh, yeah that would probably change what happens if it is a title match or not Dina Seasai said am I the only one confused as to why Rollins and Reigns are representing Raw and Smackdown tonight have they already been drafted why represent a brand that you might not be on by the end of the night Luke and I were talking about that exact <laughs> thing on the podcast intro saying it doesn't make any bloody sense yeah from what I can gather it's a clean slate yes
2: and no one is attached to a brand. No anymore. one has a brand as of tonight. At least I don't think so. Yeah.
3: But maybe they do because. But Rowan... Also, Rollins and Reigns but... also have a brand. But maybe they do because
2: Reigns is a SmackDown guy. Yep. And Rollins is a Raw guy. Yeah. So maybe we are still got our brand exclusive rosters currently, but then they are just going to change. But then. Which
3: begs the question what's the point <laughs> of the pools in the first place? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Then the question is is that like all the people that get drafted to SmackDown can't be on RAW the following yep. night. Yep. But the people who aren't part of the second pool, who mm-hmm. some of which are RAW and some of which are SmackDown, can yep. be on RAW, but the people yep. who are drafted on SmackDown tonight can't be on RAW the following night until we get to the, the,
3: the, the, the smaller on
2: SmackDown's that follow it, so right?
3: So if the per- so if the people that are in the first pool that go on tonight's show that aren't drafted to SmackDown and then can't be on Raw, also can't be drafted. I'm so confused. Yeah, no, I think. No, i mm, Um <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, Only WWE could make it this
2: confusing. Um, and and uh, the Mod Mother has gone to say yes, it is a title. It's
3: match. a title match on yeah. tonight. Okay. okay. Um, I mean, I think Charlotte's winning. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why they'd do a title match unless they were going to do some shenanigans and maybe have Charlotte lose it. Because it's a Charlotte? But then Charlotte can win again to make her an eleven-time champion. Of course, she's
2: already the champion.
3: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Charlotte can lose here Mm. because they can just—it's another title reign. That's just another number. They don't actually want her to win it. They'll just have her lose the title, then she can win again at another point, and then it'll be like eleven-time champion.
2: Yeah. I'm gonna move on from that. Uh,
3: Yeah. Uh, generally
2: about WrestleTalk uh, Jude Augustine says Luke your voice I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing
3: might have been that Luke's mic's off I don't know oh my god could be could have been that Uh,
2: Caleb Maldonado uh, chop of
3: thoughts Um, (laughs) see if you can read that one Galarian Galarian I mean no one's really know how to pronounce we've only seen it in writing Galarian Galarian Ponyta (laughs) not being fairy (laughs) it's honestly pretty good Uh, Galarian Ponyta not being fairy is fine I genuinely don't care because it's Pokemon, it's inherently oh, okay, you it's you it's right. inherently dumb of course. And just because something looks like it should be a type doesn't mean that it is. Galarian Weezing is a fairy type and it doesn't look like it. I don't care. It still looks cool. It's a good Pokemon. Get over it, is what I say <laughs> to the entire Pokemon fan base. Just oh, get over it. Is this some sort of big controversy then? Get, it's a Pokemon that is like, it's a little horse that's got, instead of, it's normally got just like normal like fire on its like mm. m- main neck <laughs> and on yeah. its like legs. And they've got a a new version for this region that we're in, which has like pink flames and stuff. And it looks Rad. really and it looks really cool. Uh, and everyone's like, oh, well, it should be a fairy type then. And Game Freak gone, no, it's psychic type. And people have been like, but it looks like a fairy type! And it's like, well, it doesn't matter because it's not, is it?
2: The internet's. Freaking! Weird. Oh, I know it's dumb.
3: <laughs> uh, Carrot, take us uh, into the next. Yeah. So we got some about AEW. Matthew Robinson said AEW. I think AEW talk. I think Young Bucks were eliminated to to highlight other teams, so they can keep hot by themselves without the tournament. AEW doing it right. No, I, you,
2: I completely agree. Yeah, hundred percent. It's me and Ollie were saying this on the the review yesterday. Is that it's it's the great result either way it went. Like mm-hmm. it elevates private party, or you keep the best tag team in the world in the tournament. Like it was just it was a win win situation for AEW on this one and I mean for me the Bucks being out the tournament is massively a surprise because it does feel like they're feuding with um, Santana and Ortiz Mm -hmm. so now you can take that away you can put that over here because LAX aren't sorry Santana and Ortiz aren't in the tag title tournament so you can have that feud running separately to what the tag title stuff is so yeah Yeah. I thought it was pretty good
3: Uh, Anshu Kamal said uh, hope you guys are doing good we are Uh, AEW has beaten NXT over the last two episodes on ratings but total viewers declined in the second episode for AEW but remained same for NXT they didn't they dropped a little bit but still Mm. Uh, what are your views on its cheers yeah
2: no I mean both uh, saw a drop but that was to be Mm -hmm. expected because AEW is not in its debut episode anymore and NXT didn't present a, uh, a show that was a takeover card yeah so it was always going to drop this week Um, I think Meltzer's point on it is very interesting is that AEW's drop is, you know, it's not great, Mm -hmm. but it's still way above what uh, TNT were after. TNT wanted half a million. Really? That was all they were expecting was half a million. And they're doing over a million still in week two. Week three and four, that's where you're going to start to look at it and be like, right, okay, well now we can sort of see where we are. And we talked about it earlier about the sort of appointment television Mm -hmm. um, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But with NXT, this is its fourth week. It's mm-hmm. its fourth week on USA, yeah, and it's gone from 1.1 1. 1 to under 800,000. Yeah. And is that more of a concern than sort of AEW in its second week? I don't think it is just yet, because it's still in its sort of embryonic stage. Mm-hmm. And also, I'm, I'm sticking by with why I thought originally about this, was that this was never about winning. This was about siphoning away viewers. Exactly. It was about stopping people from watching AEW on
3: TNT. Yep. That, that's, that's why I figured they did it. Yeah, and honestly, having eight hundred thousand viewers for your developmental brand is really bloody good. Honestly, that's exactly it. Like, yeah, exactly. And like, eight hundred thousand viewers on cable television is actually—it's a good number. Yeah. Like as like
2: as Brian Alvarez on um, Chris Jericho's podcast uh, this week, really, really good interview actually, and he talks about how the the. Even when wrestling gets like people go like oh that's a bad number, it's still way above what most other TV shows do. Mm -hmm. Like wrestling always just draws very well for for TV shows. Mm -hmm. So like when Sinclair are very happy with the numbers that ROH does, Access are always happy with the numbers New Japan gets, even though they're not massive numbers. They're very happy with those ratings because. They're exactly what they're after, and it's probably the highest rated than they've got on their
3: show they're Yeah. their network, yeah, network yeah, at the time. Sure. Uh, Sean Turner said, "I didn't watch TV in years. Watched AEW. <laughs> Feels weird." Yeah, I mean, I'm also not. I'm. I'm
2: I said it's like you know, it's, a, it's almost a generational thing, but I'm not an appointment TV guy. No. anymore. I don't. Not at all. I've I've got too many things on to sit down and watch TV at a, at a specific time. Even now, like I, there's only four TV shows I watch a year anyway, aside from what I do for work, and which is The Apprentice. Bake off master chef and taskmaster you're so
3: white <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's true I am I am like pure white bread like absolutely the whitest of white breads. Like, I can't even like, I'm, I'm that white like I don't put me in a toaster <laughs> Um, yeah, and all four of those shows are on at the same time. This is the only yeah. time of the year where me and my wife are actually using the ability to record shows. Yeah. <laughs> and then be like, oh, we're going to need to try and catch up on all of this sort of stuff now. But like, it never happens apart from that. Like, this is the only time of the year where that happens.
3: Yeah. Um, all right, what else we got? I think we've got a couple more on AEW. Uh, Mr. D said, with all the hype surrounding AEW, am I the only person that recognizes that it's using the same exact tactics as TNA?
2: Hmm... Is it using the same I exact know tactics? Zero as TNA? about old school TNA. So it's using the same tactics. It's using the same tactics as WCW. But then I suppose TNA were just copying what WCW did. So maybe yeah, you could make that argument. Mm-hmm. But I don't look at AEW and think like, oh, it's a TNA clone. Yeah, I certainly look at them and think like, oh, it's a WCW clone because it yeah. does. It does feel like a WCW. They probably need to snap out of that <laughs> before, t- before it gets too late hey you know it was successful all the time oh yeah and, and it was drawing really good ratings until they sunk you know 62 million in one year because they were it was run by morons yes um so yeah I mean it's, it's an interesting point I'm not sure I completely agree with it but it is an interesting point um so you got uh, one uh, more. Uh, I think just, the Modern mothers posting in another
3: one as well. Uh, possibly. Uh, Jesse Venable said uh, that John Moxley's segment was great character work in AEW. Um yeah,
2: I mean I've I've been really enjoying um a lot of the character work on this week's show. <coughs> I, I was I was my favorite thing about AEW this week was not just that it had great wrestling, it was all about building character and story. Mm-hmm. And there was some just really 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 good character work and story work throughout this show. I just thought it was I thought it was excellent. Yeah. Really really great. And actually um, you can see in the news that's going up after this has gone live but um, man, it's like universal opinion It's like yeah. that was a 5 out of 5 show so yeah. it would be very interesting to see where people go after this uh, in terms of how they feel about AEW um, so miscellaneous now Matthew Robinson said I'm glad I watch WWE uh, through other means so I don't give them ratings or money don't know why people do it Luke, tell me why I don't like Mondays
3: I would say it's bad to pirate things so
2: don't do that I agree uh, WWE can't do long-term booking. Um, why not just do three-month bills and have all the stories uh, one major pay-per-view to another?
3: And That's what uh, they sort of do, really. Sort of. And then they have pay-per-views along the way, which end with referee stoppages and double countouts and things of that nature. And Even Paul- at SummerSlam. Uh, Matthew Robertson again says um, you uh, can do
2: after Survivor Series to WrestleMania and then to SummerSlam and then SummerSlam to Survivor Series and people would actually like your story products if ratings go bad switch the pay-per-view I mean that's what they used to do like that's that's the yeah. old pay-per-view model was you would build from one pay-per-view to the next
3: um, so yeah I mean it's it's not a radical idea but it is a good idea I would say it's actually how their story used to work I would say that every feud doesn't need to be three months there are some feuds that are very very good for a month like a little mini feud so I'd say kind of do what NXT does you have your mini feuds and you have your little. Lo- your, 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 you got several plates spinning, and then you build to a takeover thing, which is a big deal. And then after your takeover, you kind of go back to your mini feuds and loads of plates spinning and a, a well thought out division.
2: Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Mm. Uh, Mr. A. Campbell, um, thoughts on NWA Power? I mean, I've already given my thoughts in the news. Yeah. So what's your
3: thoughts? Have it you seen the show? Nope. Have okay. not seen it, unfortunately.
2: It's an interesting experiment mm-hmm. because it is like it is meant to feel like a time capsule show. Yeah, I've heard
3: it's. Pretty good as a as like an old school throwback.
2: Yeah, I mean, really, there's only one match you need to watch, which is the mm. main event between yeah. um, Aldis and Storm. But then again, I think that's the point is that which is what you know the old shows were. It's just lots of squash matches and then a big main. Um, so I, I, you know, it, it was it was good. I, fa- I found the I found it charming, to be honest. Yeah. But like you know, Eli Drake's such a great promo. James Storm is such a good on screen presence, and Nick Aldis is is like he is star personified. Like he is right? absolutely, yeah. He's got so much star presence about him. So it has got a lot of things going for it. Yeah. And it's got, um, you know, Kingston and Homicides. That's a good tag
3: team. I didn't realize how tall Nick Aldis was until I saw him but at me, MediaCon last year. I was yeah. like, oh, my God.
2: Oh, he's a big boy. Hello. Yeah, he's Jesus. A, he's yeah, a big boy. He's a big
3: man. Uh, the Zornese. I quit WWE
2: because it was no longer the way to get NXT.
3: Mm, that's fair enough. Yeah, uh, we didn't even talk about that. One of the one of the reasons why people have been cancelling network subscriptions because they don't get NXT on Wednesday nights anymore. Which is what that's a lot of people are keeping USA. hold of it for.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So that's a that's a big deal. And uh, you know, effectively, if you're outside of the US, you're more or less been screwed. Yeah. Over the you know them just trying to you know stick it to AEW mm-hmm. because we don't get uh, an you know NXT until about 24 hours later. Yep. uh, which is what a lot of people sign up for, as you said. Mm -hmm. Um, Deep Singh says, Hey, Luke and Pete, do you think that once the XFL starts and Triple H gets more control of WWE, will it get better since Vince will be away? Uh,
3: I've heard that Vince will still be attempting to run the shows. Granted, he's going to be more busy, but I don't think Triple H is going to have more control. I think Vince is already kind of building up that team. It's going to be kind of more Heyman that's going to be running Raw, and he's already got a team of people running SmackDown because Bischoff can't do it by himself. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think Triple H is going to get more power. I think he's already going to be more focused on NXT. And I think Vince is still very much going to have a hand in what happens on Raw and SmackDown every week anyway.
2: I mean, yeah, I mean, you say uh, hands, I think he'll still have 100% full control. Yeah. Even with the X- XFL, he's not been at TV you know, he also doesn't year. sleep because he's not human, so he's got enough time. But he he's not been at TV a lot this year, mm-hmm. and the TV has been run by Heyman and Triple H and Shane and Dunn and you know Pritchard and, and all Kosky these and, Ed Kosky and yeah. all these guys. You know they have been running these shows without Vince there, but Vince is always there yeah. because they have to call him and get mm-hmm. things signed off. Yeah, just because the XFL is coming does not mean that Vince will not be signing everything off and rewriting scripts and you know not throwing things out at the last minute. Mm-hmm it's still going to be the Vince show. Yeah. And it will be that way until he dies. Yes. Until, until that man is in the ground, it's going to be the Vince show.
3: Yeah. 100%. Uh,
2: Daniel Brotherton says, um, what about Vince saying stars are too pro wrestling? <laughs> I don't yeah. even know what
3: that means. Well, I
2: mean, I think it's because, I mean, actually, Alvarez and Jericho talk about this as well: is that WWE don't want to push stars now; they don't want to create stars because mm. their star is the brand. Yeah. So you don't want to, you don't want a star that outshines the brand itself. Kind of like Rock. Kind of like Rock did mm. exactly. Um, Cipher versus everyone says um, Why have we never seen a shirtless Roman Reigns? We have. Yeah. In FCW. Now, my theory on this is because he's not got uh, a body that Vince likes yeah he's not got a front that's why um mm-hmm. baron corbin was wrestling in a shirt that's why mm-hmm. he now wrestles in a vest because vince doesn't like his body type yeah so it made him put a top on That's why killian dane was wrestling mm-hmm. uh in a you know of a, 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 the singlet that he moved mm-hmm. to vince didn't like the body type so i think that roman has got a body type he doesn't like
3: and so he wants it covered up yeah which is completely bonkers because i think roman Reigns is actually in pretty good shape but something about it he must not like i reckon Uh, I I like
2: this one so Ansu Kamal says it sucks when moderator misses your super chat and um, our mod mother has uh, put a note here (laughs) saying uh, you were reading their super chat when they sent this Patience is a virtue. Very good. Uh, Pratik uh, Pangaj, do a par- uh, do apologise if I uh, butchered that. I love this pairing. It's been a while since you and I have done a video together, it has, hasn't it?
3: Yeah. I can't even think. It would have been a magazine show. I would have thought. Yeah, for sure. Probably when Ollie couldn't make it because of business, business or something. Business, yeah. business, business.
2: i do videos with you, man. Yeah, it's, it's good, good fun. fun. Uh, Jay Patel said, "What happened to uh, rated our Patreon podcast <laughs> you guys released last week? It's now not in the feed, huh? Really? I will look into that because it is on my feed."
3: Is it really? Yeah. Well, oh, the uh, Ramble Club.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, um, you read another message. I'm going to pretty check because I'm, I'm pretty sure it's shown up in my RSS feed because I, I um, subscribe to it to make sure it works.
3: Lucas Harrison says, uh, "Why is Kevin Owens not showing on the WWE website?" However, we have literally this second got a note from the uh, from the moderator from Mod Mother. Kevin Owens is in the alumni section of WWE.com. Yeah, he was fired. Was he?
2: Yeah, that was the whole storyline with him and Shane is that he was fired from WWE, so of course he's in the alumni section. But I thought he
3: got to fire Shane. Didn't yeah, but he? they haven't updated the website yet. Yeah. But they didn't put Kevin Owens back in. No. But he's part of the draft pool, isn't he? Yeah. They it just haven't updated. It the... No sense. They... No, it's just they... it makes sense. They just haven't updated the
2: website, so he's not fired. No, he's back with the company now, but like, but as also a, not but on As a, a, a storyline thing, they moved him to the alumni section. Yes. Because he was fired from
3: WWE. Yes. But
2: now he's back with the company. Right. But they just haven't updated the website and moved him back okay it's 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 a clerical era and also i, I could see the it's there now i couldn't ramble club that is that's
3: what you can expect. every ramble club starts with a bit of karaoke that is what you can expect
2: if you uh are at the ten dollar and above Great level stuff. um uh, and thank you to uh pratik panag uh pancash again for butchering that uh for your super chat and no message